millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from some unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hello. And today, we're going to talk about microphones and pool. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige. Two things close to your heart, I see. Did you know that that's what we were doing this week? No, I did not. I'm glad I could break it to you. I like to be surprised. Yeah, me too. And I know that you're not super interested in pool, but um, it's more specific than that. I just didn't put it in the title. Really, the topic for that part of the episode is um, why is pool called pool? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was something I was genuinely curious about. Yeah. Like, we'll talk about a little bit more about that just because it's a straightforward answer. But like, yeah. Okay, yeah, that 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 one's been sitting in the topic doc for yeah. months now. Yeah, but we're going to start out with microphones. Um, how are you doing right now? That's how I'm doing right now. Yeah, I 100% feel you. Uh, it just, it's like spooky season is coming to a close. I mean, by the time this comes out, it will have officially ended. Well, no. Yeah, I I count no, I count El Dia de los Muertos a spooky season. I think that's the final day because that's mm. literally the day of the dead. You know, mm-hmm. like November second comes around, it's turkey season, baby. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's election day. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> election day comes out the day after this broadcast. Oh, remember to get out there and vote, kids. Please, please. Maybe election day should also be part of spooky season because I feel like it can be terrifying in and of itself. I absolutely agree with that. And then it's turkey season. Yes, turkey season. One of the few times per year that I intentionally break vegetarianism. And it's one of the few times a year I intentionally eat turkey. Turkey sucks, I'll be honest here. I like turkey. Okay, I like I like ground turkey. Ground turkey is good. The bird itself can just, you know, lay an egg and get out of here. Nah, I don't man. Care for it. Give me that leg. No, too dry. It's, I I don't want to eat something if I have to smother it in liquid to make it palatable, you know. If your turkey is dry, you're not doing it right. Well, I'm not the one making the turkey, so you can talk to my aunt Lisa about that. I'm good. <laughs> you said that <laughs> I don't know how she'll take it Liz if you're listening to this right now I love you 
I just, I just don't want to talk to someone's mom about why their turkey is dry. What was I talking about? Oh yeah. Okay. So I feel blah because, you know, spooky season's really fun and like we're in the tail end of it, which is when like, you know, the weather starts to get bad and I'm pretty sure I have seasonal depression. So it's like, oh, I'm starting to feel it, starting to feel that lack of sunlight. Have you considered ketamine treatment? That could be an episode in and of itself, to be quite honest. It, here. it really could be, but I should, I should be the one to research that, I feel like. I was going to say, maybe I'll do a ketamine episode next week, but we really need a ketamine episode from you. Yeah, I feel like we would both do a good job with a ketamine episode, but we would bring different things. I know, I think you're right. You you should do the ketamine episode. You can have like that clinical standpoint where meanwhile, I'll just be like, where did the name ketamine come from? <laughs> <laughs> I think both are valid. <laughs> well, okay. If you do that, I want that to be a question. Okay. Okay. Let's get into the topic. Yeah. So we're going to start out by talking about microphones. And in order to create this recording, both of us are using microphones. This is true. Mine is not that good. I've dropped it a few times. Yours is like, okay, though. Oh, yeah. It's like a baseline microphone. It's a blue snowball. Yeah, it's a perfectly serviceable microphone. Yeah, I've just, you know, it's it's fell a few times. Mine is a newer NW7000, which sounds fancy, but it's like not particularly fancy. But like you have an arm for it. I do. I do have an arm That's for it. That's fancy. But realistically, and I have the USB version and I got it on Amazon for like $45 for the whole setup. It's like not that nice. It's like, it's fine. It's a good mic, but it's like nothing crazy. It looks nice because of the arm. It does. It does look very fancy. It swivels. That's cool. It is pretty cool. So my first question is going to be about like the history of microphones, but I want to ask you first why we're talking about this. Um, because we both use microphones. That is true. It was also on the topics list. That's definitely one of yours. That's got to be. It could be. I don't, I don't, I don't remember anymore. The other reason, really the inspiration and the motivation for doing this topic this week is I am angered by the new Chappelle special. I haven't seen it. What, what are we talking about? Have you heard about it? Um, no. Much like Patrick Starr, you live under a rock. I like that about you. I don't have Netflix. I don't have cable. I kind of just exist. Yeah. So the short version is Chappelle put out a new special recently on Netflix and uh, it is terrible. Um, oh, called <laughs> it out. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not the only person to be saying this right now. It is transphobic. It's homophobic. It's sexist. Oh, it's it- it's that kind of terrible. Okay. It's that kind of terrible. And, but here's the thing that I'm really angry about is, and spoiler alert, at the very end of the special, before the camera cuts off, he does something unforgivable. Can you guess what it is? Does he like Nazi salute or something? He mic drops. Oh, no, you can't do that during a horrible special in this day and age 
you can't mic drop. Do you know how expensive those microphones are? <laughs> That's a good point. Do you know how it's... high tech those mics are? Do you know what a microphone costs for a production like that? Because I know what a microphone for a production like that costs. And I pray that when he was putting this production together, he and his team budgeted in a new mic for whatever company or venue they were at, because you cannot just break a microphone and think it's okay. I like that this is something you're upset about. I <laughs> <laughs> Well, because like, I don't know, because you work in production. It makes I do. sense that you're upset about it because, you know, you know everything that goes on behind it. Or, I don't know, I guess for comparison... I see someone that exclusively centers their text and I want to have a mental breakdown. Rag left isn't ugly, people. Just let it happen. I want my text to be right aligned and you have a problem with that. That is like the cardinal sin. Listeners, do not, do not write a line for the sake of right aligning. You're not cool or quirky. You're just stupid. Listeners, Please email us no. at researchrebuttalpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com and make it right aligned. I I don't care what you put in that email. I just want it to be right aligned and I really want to see it. Both of us are going to need ketamine. <laughs> so to move on from my rant, what do microphones have to do with telephones? Well... I mean, a microphone probably has to be in a telephone in order to hear what's coming out on the other end, right? Exactly, Miss Smarty Pants. Wow. But who invented the microphone? Um, okay. Think about this. If you need a microphone to talk on the phone, who invented the microphone? I have two guesses. Okay. One is Michael R.P. Own. And your second guess? Alexander Grimm Bell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so cool. happy you got that. Thank you. What year did he invent it? Ooh, okay. I have no idea when this man lived because it had like it had to be like sometime between 1700 and 1930. That is true. Okay, let me try to narrow it down. Ooh, okay, so uh, 1833. 1876. Okay. Not that long before my great-grandparents were born. Crazy to think about. Yeah. What type of microphone was this and how did it work? Um, okay. I only know two types of microphones. What are they? Um, omnidirectional and unidirectional. I don't think that necessarily applies here. Yeah, I think that's more of a classification than a type. But... Uh, I don't. Um, it was a basic microphone. <laughs> Name the types of microphone. <laughs> basic. <laughs> it wears Uggs and it goes to Starbucks. And it works probably using like vibrations or something I like where you're going with the vibrations so the type of microphone was liquid all right 
And I'm just going to like read off a quotation here because I feel like it explains it better than I can. Early microphones did not produce intelligible speech until Alexander Graham Bell made improvements, including a variable resistance microphone slash transmitter. Bell's liquid transmitter consisted of a metal cup filled with water with a small amount of sulfuric acid added. A sound wave caused the diaphragm to move, forcing a needle to move up and down in the water. The electrical resistance between the wire and the cup was then inversely proportional to the size of the water meniscus around the submerged needle. Alicia Gray filed a caveat for a version using a brass rod instead of the needle. That's some fancy technological shit. It sounds like basic physics, but like we all know that I didn't learn anything in basic physics. No, I feel like it's like intermediate physics at least. I guess if you add the sulfuric acid in it, that's true. Yeah, like you're not allowed to touch acid until you're at least intermediate. Yeah, exactly. You have to get at least a C in physics in order to move on to sulfuric acids. Yeah, because like in my chemistry class, I was in a low level chemistry class and we literally had a lab where we put ice in a beaker over a flame and watched it go from ice to boiling. We literally watched ice melt. Fascinating. I mean, I was in like the regular, like the CPE one. Yeah, you were in regular chemistry. I was in low level chemistry. (laughs) I shouldn't have said regular first. I'm trying to be nice. No, but I mean, that was the regular one. Well, like CP, CPE. I was in CPE. And I, I was not allowed to touch the chemicals. Really? I mean, like, I technically was allowed, but, like, the teacher was like, you seem a little too unhinged for this. <laughs> you know I what? see it. <laughs> I do see it. So, like, I, I was not allowed to handle the chemicals. My lab partner was the one to handle the chemicals and I had to write everything down. Who was your lab partner? Danielle. Danielle O. Yes. Classic. So what type of microphone came after the liquid microphone? The solid microphone. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) The carbon. Oh, I mean, carbon is a solid. True or false, carbon mics produce intelligible sound true yeah that's true okay are carbon mics good for music probably not that's also true all right and who invented the carbon mic okay i have two guesses go on the first guess is michael carbon the second guess is thomas edison What made you say Thomas Edison? He just seems like someone that wouldn't necessarily invent something, but approve upon it and then try to sell it to everyone. That is essentially it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So basically three people independently invented it, but Thomas Edison is the one who is credited for it being invented in 1886. He might have invented it at the same time as the other two, but we don't really know. I don't like Thomas Edison. Nobody likes Thomas Edison. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a Thomas Edison episode. I think you should take that one. Okay. 
What was the carbon mic mostly used for? Um, um, uh, tele telephones and, um, and, um, uh, science radio. Oh, okay. You got it half right. I'm on a roll today. Yeah, you're doing a lot better than I expected you to, honestly. I, I, <laughs> miss our music teacher in middle school did like an entire unit on microphones and I paid very close attention. She did? Well, like she did like, spent like a week on it. What grade? Like the sixth grade. That's yep. why. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally not there. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they like didn't cover it in my home instruction. I just never took it. In I mean, to be fair, when would you have to know about this? Except for right now. I guess that's true. <laughs> Miss Heartsiker, if you're out there, I love you. How long were carbon mics used for? 50 years. They were used until approximately the 1970s. So. Oh, that's pretty long. So closer to like 80 to 90 years. That's like an entire person. That is like an entire person. You're right. <laughs> Fun fact. The first radio broadcast was in 1910 at a Met Opera House performance, and it used a carbon mic. Oh, that's cool. I just kind of threw that in there because I thought that was fun. Yeah, no, that deserves to be in there. What was the next breakthrough in microphone technology? Um, carbon neutral microphones. <laughs> I wish. The condenser. Okay. And what were these mostly used for? Condenser. Probably maybe it like made the sound crisper. Uh yeah, but mostly it was used for radio broadcast. And then actually the first movies that had sound used a condenser mic. Ooh. Yeah. After this came the ribbon microphone. How heavy was it? Heavy. Yeah, but how heavy? Um, 200 pounds. Eight pounds. Whoops. <laughs> well, that's still pretty heavy for a microphone. You need like an entire truck to transport it. <laughs> like a computer. Yeah, like a computer from the 70s. And what breakthrough mic came through in 1933? Okay, so the most recent one, the one that we're up to is the ribbon microphone. Yeah, and, and what was, like, the big one that came after that? The boom microphone. <laughs> the dynamic microphone. Oh, okay, I actually, know, I actually know what a dynamic microphone is. I'm glad. And it's still widely used today in entertainment and communication. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have a very important question, and this is actually the real fun fact that I was talking about when I texted you. Okay. Like the other one is fun, but this one blows my mind. So can speakers be used as a microphone? I mean, if it's, if the fun fact is that mind blowing, I'm going to have to say yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. How does that work? It doesn't work for every single kind of speaker all the time. But the most obvious examples would be intercoms and walkie-talkies. So you can speak into, 
like okay so you're sitting in your elementary school classroom the intercom yeah. is in the corner oh it's like up on the wall next to the clock because like when the secretary and Colin co- it was like can you send Rachel down to the front office please and then like the teacher would be like yes here she comes and the the, then the secretary would respond so there was a microphone but but the speaker itself is the microphone like there's not I know there's not a separate microphone built into it it's the same damn apparatus it's the same thing with a walkie-talkie that's why it's dynamic I I don't I don't know. I didn't that's look into my, that. That's my wild guess as to why it's dynamic. Again, I'm not, I don't know if that's true. But Case closed. Yeah. Like with walkie talkies, I always thought there was just like a separate microphone built in there. But no, that is the speaker. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I've been freaking out about this the last few days. <laughs> I well, like, I understand there's science behind it and I don't, fully understand it and I'm never going to so to me it's like magic I love it I love you (gasps) wow wow and now it's time for a word from our sponsors okay you do that I'm gonna refill my water okay better not come back to edit anything stupid (laughs) do you like fun gadgets Do you yearn for a time where fun gadgets were less comprehensive than an iPhone? Do you wish you could communicate with your friends like the old days? Then you need the old school cup on a string. The old school cup on a string. Just like your childhood, it's two cups on a string and you talk to each other from end to end and you can hear each other from end to end. The difference is the length of string. The two cups on a string. The string is like five miles long. Keep one cup in your car and connect the other cup in someone else's car. Talk to each other from five miles apart. The long distance cups on a string. Talk to your friends in a needlessly complicated way. In stores next year. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Welcome back. Hello. I bet you can't wait to edit this and find out what the commercial is. Really looking forward to it. Paige's secret is that she leaves the room now whenever I do the commercial because otherwise I crack Every up. Every time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have to most of the time. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about pool. And I know you don't care about pool, but like we said before, I knew that you would be interested in knowing why pool is called pool. So that's why we're talking about it. We're not going to go too deep, but we'll get to that. Do you know how little I care about pool? I imagine you care as little about pool as I care about football. Yeah, but also I care about it so little that I will interrupt your pool segment for my rapid fire segment I play pool almost every day I I know and it nauseates me okay this is how this is gonna work I'm gonna give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as possible and if you hear this noise that means she got it right and if you hear this noise that means she got it wrong are you wearing a frog sweatshirt 
It's an avocado. Thanks. Thanks. That's so cute. Thank you. It's a onesie. Oh, are you ready, avocado? I am ready. Can you eat certain tree barks? Yes. Have there been any humans born with more than three legs? Yes. How much does it cost to make a penny? 1.5 cents. What is a homonym? It's a word that sounds like another word. Is it illegal to drive naked in New Jersey? Yes. Is it illegal to drive naked in New York? No. Is J.K. Rowling J.K. Rowling's real name? No. They're initials. Okay, what does the J.K. stand for? Just kidding. How many bones are in the human hand? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Ten seconds. Twenty-five. How many bones are in the human foot? Thirty. Is it possible to sneeze in your sleep? No. How many species of raccoons are there? Six. And we're out of time. I took anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to put you on the spot there (laughs) and like challenge your challenge your degree. Uh, well, I will say that after I took anatomy, I switched from a psych major to a sociology major. So that if that tells you true. anything, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have had to take another anatomy class if I wanted to stay in psych. And after all that, I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been that and like more statistics classes than I was already taking. I was like, uh... we're not doing more math. And here I am with a goddamn master's degree. <laughs> in an avocado onesie talking about pool. You know, I never knew that this is what my 20s would be, but here we are. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm going to look back on this in 10 years and be like, God, I used to have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I actually make money by doing other podcasts, so. I wish I did. It's cool as hell. Yeah. (laughs) Talk to me about your bitch sport. I will. Uh, so I feel like we kind of already went over this, but do you like to play pool, otherwise known as billiards? No, I do not like to play pool, otherwise known as billiards. I like chalking the end of the pool cue, and that's really it. Yeah, I like the texture. Yeah, it's fun texture. I get upset when the chalk is like too smooth instead of scratchy. Couldn't complain. I could. I love to play pool. And I've actually gotten pretty good. Yes, you've texted me about your many wins and your trials in the world of the New York City pool scene. And yeah, you're getting pretty good at it. I am actually. Like, I'm not great, but I'm like solidly good. You're definitely the best pool player out of our friend group. Oh, absolutely. Just like I'm the best Super Smash Bros. player out of our friend group. There are like, people who like will never admit it in the broader friend group, but like, yes, you are the best in our group. It's like none of us, neither of us are like top tier, but we're the best at what we do in our sphere. Yeah. Although I can like absolutely crush as Jigglypuff. 
Yeah, but I can crush your Jigglypuff with my Jigglypuff is the problem. That's probably true. You can do the B down thing, though. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Luigi. No, oh, <laughs> Luigi. I'm really good with Luigi. Mm. So what does the term billiards refer to? Um, billiards. Maybe a single ball is called a billiard. And the fact that there are multiple balls means that the sport is therefore called billiards. Billiards refers to all table games and not just eight ball. So is air hockey billiards? I don't think so. I think it's referring to like all games played with that style of ball on table. There are multiple games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's like nine ball. There's three ball. And then there's like lots of other variations that I've never played. I've I've never played nine ball. I didn't know nine ball existed. It does. I just don't really know how it works. To be fair, neither do I. Where was the 15 ball, eight ball game developed? Okay. First of all, I did not know that there were 15 balls. Um, Yeah. Second of all um egypt uh it was actually developed in america really in in about 1900 damn america almost never invents anything i know and it's a much newer game than i was expecting yeah this seems like an old-timey thing like pool in general like the variations of it is a very old-timey thing but like the game of eight ball as we know it is American and pretty new. Where were other versions of billiards first invented? Egypt. France and mostly Britain. Damn it. Have women historically played pool? Probably not because history isn't usually nice to women. Yeah so it's like sort of. So women have always wanted to play but they were generally not supported in doing so because they were women and so pool has been male dominated historically but like the women who have been able to power through that have been playing since about the 1500s good for them who is paul newman and how did he popularize pool he's the person he he's the he's the numino's man isn't he he's the like the healthy slash organic Oreos. That's him, Paul Newman, right? Is it the same person? I don't know. I can only, I think that's him. I think that's Paul Newman. He is billiards man and uh, knockoff Oreo man. Well, regardless, he, he is a movie man. He created two movies about pool called The Hustler in 1961 and mm-hmm. The Color of Money in 1986 with Tom Cruise. Oh, And in both instances, pool gained huge popularity and pool rooms opened up all over. Hmm. So that's to say that pool, especially in America, was not that popular until the 60s and the 80s. I can't think of like a bar without a pool table, you know? It's funny you say that because pool tables at bars have largely gone out of style really it's very disappointing yeah like you do still see pool tables in bars but a lot of them have just been taken out like I guess millennials just don't care about pool I mean not that I 
you know, frequent bars, but every bar I've been to has had one. I frequent bars exclusively to play pool. There's one in my neighborhood pretty nearby. They only serve beer and wine. Like they don't have liquor, which is very upsetting, but they have a pool table and it's nearby and the bartender is pretty cool. So you're able to get turnt on beer and wine. So I am, but I don't want to. That's fair. Yeah. If I'm drinking, I'm drinking for one reason and it's not for flavor and it's not pool either. Uh, I agree. Like if I'm drinking, it's to drink. Yeah. Why are the walls of pool tables called banks? Because you bank the ball off of them and they go into the pocket. I wish that was the reason. That's not the reason. What else could it be? On original tables, like the really old ones, the walls were really only there to avoid having the balls fall off. Like doing bank shots, I think, was just not really a thing. How? How can pool exist without pink shots? I don't know. And and they loosely resembled the banks of a river. And so that's why they're called banks. Interesting. What was used before cues? Um, sticks. Curved maces. Hang on, I have to look up what a mace is quickly. I, I know it's a weapon, but is it the spiky one? Not in this case. Okay, I see. And how were they used to play pool? You flip it around so it's the butt, and then you poke the ball, and it goes zoom. It's interesting you say that. So, okay, originally, they actually used the curvy end to shove the ball instead of striking it. Oh. But then, and I wasn't even really going to talk about this, but at some point, people did start turning the maze around to use, like, the pointy end to strike the ball so you were onto something there why would you use the pointy end to strike the ball i feel like that would damage it well no i mean they they were using it they would like turn the mace around so that oh yeah the butt okay yeah yeah okay and like when you say shoving is that like you know when you're on like a mini golf course and the ball like keeps just sliding down the hill so you just like take your club and just like you shove the ball up the hill so it goes in the hole if you're a fucking cheater then yeah i've never done it i'm just you know speaking from what i've seen yes that is one way that they would do it i i was originally thinking of um curling where they first start out yes yeah that's what i was initially <laughs> thinking of god i don't care for pool but i love watching curling me too it's so funny were women allowed to use cues once people switched over from maces? Probably not. You're right. They were not allowed to. History is not nice to women. Men felt that women were more likely to tear the fabric on the table. And therefore they had to what? use the mace end. I feel like, okay. So first of all, I feel like a mace would do more damage to a table than a pool cue. <laughs> I agree so, with you. So I don't know what's going on there. Unless their pool cues were like wooden stakes that were also like dueled as weapons to kill vampires. Second of all, like get over yourself. I think most women have enough control to not impale the pool table while striking the ball. Even I can do that. Yeah. Uh, so why is pool called pool? 
<laughs> no. Perhaps, you know, you know how most pool tables are green. Yeah. Maybe they started out as blue. And so it looked like water. And so they called it pool because the balls were like pool floaties floating in on the blue fabric, which was the water. Uh, no. <laughs> it's like, I wanted to say close, but like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good run in the first half of this. You did, and I, I liked what you said. However. So originally, pool rooms were an all-purpose room for betting games and table games and playing a different collective betting game called pool. Like there was a different game that they were calling pool. Oh. That was based in betting. Okay. And so eventually pool rooms became pretty much exclusively for billiards. And so over time, the name pool became synonymous with a billiards game. Whack. It is whack. I wonder whatever happened to pool the card game or whatever. I don't know. I wonder if you could look up the rules for it today. That's a good question, but it's not one that I felt like diving into because I wanted to get to the real question. Fair enough. Show me the sauce. What? I said, show me. No, I heard you. The sauce. What What am I showing you right now? (laughs) The real questions. The real question was, so why is pool called pool? Oh, okay. So that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can find us on social media, on Twitter at Research Rebut and on Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what kind of microphone you like to use and if women should be allowed to use pool cues. I, I can't think of a question. I was staring at my sun lamp, like lost in thought. I'm sorry. What was that thing we told them to email earlier in the episode? No, I don't want to talk. I, no, no. no (laughs) you're lucky I have a bad short-term memory yes I am and you can feel free to email the American Citrus Council at americancitruscouncil at gmail.com and let them know that uh baby needs four thousand dollars and that Venmo is at Rachel dash Teichman and that oranges are good substitute for pool balls. Yes, let them know that oranges are good substitutes for pool balls. And also, American Citrus Council, I got to tell you, I bought two navel oranges this week, and I am very disappointed. I'm disappointed in our lack of health insurance from the American Citrus Council. Yeah, American Citrus Council, we I need, need health care. We wouldn't need $4,000 in the first place if we just got good health insurance. I have good health insurance. They just don't cover what I'm trying to cover. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Bye. Bye. This has been quite an advertisement. I was gone for like three minutes. I wasn't talking for most of that. Oh, okay. But I promise you it's incredibly stupid. (laughs) 